1: Hello and welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. My name is Simon Miller and this is a pro wrestling podcast and it's probably the most exciting week in all of professional wrestling. We've had WrestleMania, we've had Raw, and of course because there is so much going down in the wrestling world this week it means we are going to do more than one podcast because, you know, what kind of person would I be if I didn't do that? I want to thank everyone for their kind messages that I received this week or the people that let me know they enjoyed WrestleMania. A lot of people told me they hated WrestleMania. We'll get into it all don't worry about it. But I'm also privileged and honored to say I have a guest today. He very kindly donated to the Patreon, patreon.com slash Simon316, where you too can come on the podcast, should you wish. It's my man, Zachary Smith. Zach, how are you doing today?
0: Simon, I'm very good, sir. How are you doing?
1: I'm, I'm excellent, dude. I try and be excellent all the time, but today I'm especially <laughs> excellent. Now, we had a quick chat before you came on, and you're mm-hmm. all the way across in Florida of all places, in Jacksonville.
0: I am, yes, sir, absolutely.
1: I don't know why that excites me, it just does I guess because deep down I'm just a, I'm just a child and I find it, <laughs> I find it amazing that even in 2018 we could have conversations even though we're in two completely different
0: parts of the world. It is very cool. It is very cool to like have to think about the time difference. and Be like, oh right, I'm calling completely, almost across the world. Yeah,
1: dude, we live in amazing yep. time. I think sometimes we don't appreciate it enough. So I just thought I'd take no. this this thirty seconds to try and appreciate <laughs> it. Uh, so look, before like I say, me and Zach are going to talk about WrestleMania. We're going to talk about Raw, uh, and then we've got another podcast tomorrow. We'll go into SmackDown and some other stuff that I want to talk about. Do the Q and A. Um, but Zach, before we get into all of that, I mean, give us some wrestling background. How long have you been watching it? What got you into wrestling?
0: You know, mm-hmm. where, you know what's your kind of uh, your wrestling landscape as we speak so the earliest that i can remember uh wrestling off the top of my head was about 2002 or 2003 uh my benchmark is kind of the first and second elimination chambers the first things that i can remember in wrestling is is seeing like Edge and Chris Jericho interrupting Triple H, and for Elimination Chamber setup. So my first memories are around the 2002, 2003 time, and then uh, about 2008, 2009, 2010 during that very interesting period. Kind of kind of fell off, and then I came back. Uh, Right after uh, Roman Reigns won the Royal Rumble, uh, I, because of the WWE Network, I, uh, I came back and uh, I've been back ever since.
1: Okay, so I mean, you've literally followed the pattern that all wrestling fans seem to follow. Yeah, you, you get into it, you watch it for a few years. Something annoys you, you go away for a few more years, and you come back, and that's it. You watch <laughs> it for the rest of your life.
0: Yeah, that sounds about right. As yeah. it, I mean,
1: as it genuinely <laughs> is. Anybody I ever talked to about wrestling, it's you kind of. Yeah. Get, it's like a drug. You kind of get the oh, high, yeah. and then it wears off, and it's a bit crap. Yeah. And then eventually, you just go back to it because you think, "Yeah, hey, I'm just going to yeah. watch it again." Absolutely, oh, I love it. Okay, so so you've been watching sort of like 15 years or there thereabouts, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. who who is your who is your guy? Who's the guy you always warm to? Who's the guy you always look forward to
0: seeing? Like, who is on top of your uh, on your wrestling mountain? So, top of the wrestling mountain is is hard. So, Edge is Edge is the first entrance that I ever saw. Okay. Uh, on on tv so he's he's definitely up there um apparently you and i are, are the only ones on this island triple h was the second one i saw so he's <laughs> he's on that list uh, it's just you and me man nobody else. yeah it's just you and me it's fine uh it's 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 very cool and then so more recently um i always say that if you ask me who my favorite is my favorite is is kevin owens and i'm I am fairly certain, I'll plant my flag around that AJ Styles is the best in the world. So it's very hard to take out any of those four from my kind of list that I have in my head.
1: Do you you watch anything other than WWE, or are you pretty much a WWE guy?
0: I am definitely a WWE guy. I will catch um, if if Ring of Honor or New Japan does something, um, and it's usually, if it's on YouTube, I'll catch it there. Uh, But for the most part, I am... Kind of the prototypical WWE fan that kind of lives in the in the bubble for the most part.
1: I think that's fine, man. I I, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think sometimes the internet likes to make out that there is, but you know, <laughs> it, it, it's entertainment, and you should you know you should venture mm-hmm. out to the to the stuff you enjoy. Um, yeah. I, I I always find this fascinating just because I'm an old man. Have you ever mm-hmm. gone back to the Attitude Era to kind of get a feel for what
0: that was, or do you know what it is, but you just leave it where it is? Absolutely, I have definitely gone back. Um, because even even at the Hall of Fame this year, when Triple H is putting Jeff Jarrett in, and, and most of the stuff, he, or Kid Rock, in, excuse me, he's talking about the Attitude Era. So they even WWE still mentions it a lot. So I definitely have gone back because a lot of what everything is kind of built on now is is built on that. And you know, if if Stone Cold is the biggest guy that's ever been in in wrestling, it's hard to not go back and see how different it was. And as a whole, it's, it's a very kind of weird time. But just hearing the difference between the Attitude Area and today, I've definitely gone back and I've, like on the network, watched shows from there and, and pay-per-views from there. So yeah, I definitely go back to it a lot.
1: Okay, that's interesting. I think that's the best thing about the network. I mean, I know I'm preaching to the choir, but um, <laughs> I just, again, you know, we talked about earlier about how it's amazing we can have a Skype conversation across the world. It's the same with the network. When I was a kid, I had everything on tape. You know, the yeah. fact now that you can just store it just in the magical, you know, the cloud or whatever is uh, on servers is awesome. Right. OK, we are going to talk about WrestleMania 34. Um, we'll go through it kind of maybe a bit specifically, maybe a bit sort of more, more lax. But overall, mm-hmm. I mean, I when I was watching it, I actually thought it was a really, really good show. I'm not saying it's perfect mm-hmm. by any means. It was too long. We all know that. But I was surprised <laughs> when I returned to social media and just, uh, you know, got the vibe of the internet, a lot of people were far more down on it than i was expecting that's cool like i say people didn't like it i was just surprised because to me especially the first few hours like this is awesome stuff where did you
0: come down on it i definitely as i was watching it i i really enjoyed it um so i didn't i didn't see uh the pre-show initially so the first thing that i see is the intercontinental triple threat match and so it was a very it was a cool way to start it out and through the show, um, I really liked the show. There were some things we'll, I'm sure we'll get to that kind of made you cocky. Huh, that's interesting. <laughs> um, but it, it, for the most part, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I, I'm i so sorry, Simon. I meant to tell you uh, when we came on. Happy Gender Mahal Day, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah,
1: what a uh, what, what a wonderful uh, day it is. I mean, you know, everyone loves Jinder Mahal, and you know there wasn't anybody uh, else in that match that uh, probably you, could have. No, used it. no, it wouldn't have done anything for anybody. I don't. We'll get there. We'll get. I mean, <laughs> it's not just because I'm biased towards Rusev, which I obviously am, but we will uh, we will get to that down the line. Yep. Do you see? Do you see in the pre-show? Do you see any of the battle
0: royals or anything like that? Yeah, I, I went back and I I did see the the both battle royals and the cruiserweight title match, which. It was actually one of my favorite matches of the night. Um, so, yeah, I, I went back and saw it.
1: Yeah, I, I thought I, I would, the problem with both Battle Royals is it's just a Battle Royal in that guy's never worked. Well, I know that's what a Battle Royal is, but it never works for me because you are just It's like, uh, it's, you know, the problem with the Iron Man match. You don't really get into it to the last 10 minutes because, you know that there's yeah. a there's a predisposed time and it's the same with the, the battle royal. It's like well i don't really care about the first you know five to eight minutes of this because until right. until we get down to the, sort of the nitty-gritty i can see who's left in there and i can just start deciding oh would it be good if this person won or that person won it is just kind of a bit like it was a cluster it's the best the, the best word yeah. that, that i could think for it however when we talk about the men's one I can't mm. deny that when they did all the stuff with Bray Wyatt, I wasn't sat there with a massive grin on my face. And obviously, yeah. that then spilled over to what happened on Raw, which I also thought was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I've gone from being absolutely sick of Bray Wyatt to, you know, quite liking <laughs> him again. So it, mm. it, it's really hard to criticize that. And given that's the first thing we saw on WrestleMania, I, it actually kind of set me up for the evening.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, it was, it was very cool because, like you said, Battle royal starts with, if there's 20 people in the ring, I can't. I can't really process that until we get down to a manageable number of people. And then to see Bray Wyatt come out kind of similar to the way he would come out anyway, my first instinct was, oh, no, it, please don't start a thing on the pre-show of <laughs> WrestleMania. And then and then they they hug and he wins and the, the crowd is, is cheering. It was a really cool – it was the – First time that I've had that reaction to a Bray Wyatt thing since he won the title at Elimination Chamber. Yeah, it was really cool. I, I agree, and I, I you know I've been talking for ages. I need something to do
1: to rehab him. I actually oh. thought they probably need to change the character, but this this is taking it in a different direction. And for now, that may be enough. And I'm actually I'm yeah. really, I'm actually really glad Matt Hardy won. I really didn't think they were going to let him win um, because I didn't know they had this plan. Um, and so, and they, and they won obviously on Raw as well. We're now doing this. What are they calling it a tag team eliminator. So we're not allowed to yeah. use the word tournament, apparently, anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, no. uh And, uh, you know, uh, what would you call it? Bray White and Woken Matt Hardy beat Titus Worldwide, so they're now going into next week's finals, and if they win that, I'm all right with that. I'd take them all the way to Backlash. I'd have them beat Sheamus and Cesaro, and we'll talk about the tag title stuff later. But you know, all of that, to me, is a really nice arc, and if it starts at WrestleMania 34,
0: it's difficult to, you know, be too negative on that match. Definitely, and I think the cool thing is that initially i just thought that i thought they were going to hold bray wyatt off for longer and that they just did this at wrestlemania to be like he's still here it's fine but then i always feel like the raw after wrestlemania is like the start of their here's what we're doing from here and to see that that bray wyatt and and matt hardy are going to be a part of that was really cool absolutely take them all the way through i think that's a really interesting team to put together
1: i do i'm I'm really happy they did it like after the whole mm-hmm. Ultimate Deletion thing, I didn't know what they were going to do, but yeah, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a I'm a big fan of all of this. I thought it was a good start. I really did think it was going to start to WrestleMania. I thought it was fun. Mm-hmm. I thought it was stupid. Matt Hardy <laughs> just cracks me up because he's the weirdest guy ever. But oh, yeah. yeah, you know, I, it, it was tough. I, I think it really did set the mood for the evening, and a lot of people mm-hmm. seem to have gone the other way. But for me, definitely, I was like, yeah, I'm in. I'm excited. It's WrestleMania. You know, I want to see what's going to happen.
0: It was everything that you kind of want in an, in over. You don't have to take it too seriously. It's kind of stupid. It'd be hard to explain to somebody who's not a wrestling fan, but it was a really cool moment. Oh, man, there were so many of that
1: on this show. So (laughs) one of which I actually have to try and do, but again, we'll get there. We'll get Mm -hmm. there later on. And yeah, yeah, we had a 205 live match. My only problem with it was, again, it's the same problem I had with most Cruiserweight matches when WWE was involved. They do so much to let me know that they don't care that eventually I stop caring. Like I said on uh, the ups and downs for what culture halfway through uh they had a promo for the ronda rousey match in like a picture in picture thing it's like you really don't want me to invest in this match do you i get they do it on smackdown in the states i get all that but this is different this is wrestlemania we're fighting for a championship and you're airing adverts it's just like what what okay well i give up and it's a shame because i actually thought both men like you said i thought they had a really good match i thought uh you know they really put the stuff on the line there were some crazy spots Cedric Alexander won, which I thought was exactly the right thing to do, given he was meant to win it when Enzo was still around, and then Enzo did all this stuff that we won't talk about. So it was almost like a culmination. Plus, it was the culmination of the Cruiserweight Championship tournament. There was so much here that could have been pushed, and yet, to me, I don't really think Dario got behind it enough.
0: No, and if it was, it was weird because if you watched Two Hundred Five live ever since the title became vacant. It has been a big deal, and it's been very clear that 205 Live is under new management and we're doing things differently. And we basically did another kind of cruiserweight classic, in a sense, in that we, we set up this tournament. And Cedric Alexander's clearly our guy from, you know, 16 months ago. And if you watch just 205 Live in a bubble, it definitely seems like a very cool. Very genuinely awesome. Mustafa Ali is a completely different guy. Um, and then you get to WrestleMania, and it's on the pre-show. And they always say, oh, it's it's still the show. But if you have a commercial break in the middle of your match, I, that's not WrestleMania to me. And I don't necessarily know why you're showing me a promo for something that's about – Like, I'm already here, man. You don't have to advertise to me. I'm, he, I'm here for it right now. Yeah, exactly. I was
1: – Yeah. I, I, I just think –
0: Look, if you want to, uh,
1: if, you know, get this 205 or the Cruiserweight division to where it was meant to be, don't do this. Especially, no. especially, and I like Cedric Alexander a lot. I think he's really good. But Mustafa Ali, I think, really has something special. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just the stuff he does. I really think you could showcase. We didn't have to win here. I'm fine with the result. But, yeah, I just, I was a bit... I was a bit taken aback by all of that. But hey, look, it was in terms of the pre-show, it was a good one-on-one match. The crowd didn't really care, but I am guess they're holding themselves. We've so got like six hours to go. <laughs> um, but yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. And yeah. it's kind of the same for the women's battle royal as well. It was fine for what it was. Once it thinned out, it was decent. I did think it was weird they threw all those NXT
0: women in there, and then they didn't really make any kind of splash whatsoever. It, it definitely seemed like they were like, we need to have women, the women from NXT. And we need to have multicultural representation at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But we don't, we're not going to have like, this isn't where we're putting Ember Moon, which I'm hundred percent fine with. And we don't necessarily have the biggest names here. We just kind of have spot. It, it definitely seems like the the momentum for this kind of fell back a bit. And it, it, it had cool spots in it where it was the NXT women you know facing off and that got a good reaction but it definitely seemed weird that it was like it, it seemed like they needed some people to fill in for them yeah which i thought was i guess, I think there's only 20 women
1: in there in the end but yeah. i I, uh, I think it's hard when you throw <laughs> call-ups into a battle roar they don't do anything i mean
0: and it, they don't get like an entrance or anything it's just oh, oh there there they
1: are that i couldn't
0: believe they actually showed all the women coming down together it's like why aren't you fighting have a fight yeah it, <laughs> it's like well, they did that it reminded me very much of when they had the the women's battle royal and like Kid Rock did a performance and they just walked past Kid Rock. I was like, okay, so we're still doing it this way then, huh?
1: <laughs> exactly. So strange. So so very strange. But hey, look, the ending was good. Bailey tricks Asha Banks, throws her out, and Naomi yep. actually whatever. Like it was it, yeah. it, it, it was it was what it was. I don't really get why Bailey couldn't have just won, but I mean, it's neither here nor there. There's been no fallout from that whatsoever. I mean, I guess we'll find out later on SmackDown. Maybe Naomi does something with that trophy. I don't know, (laughs) but whatever. It was there to get people on the card. That's fine. Uh, Absolutely. And like you said, Mania started off properly. And in many ways, I mean, I wouldn't say it was downhill from there. But that triple threat match, I mean, was one of the best things on the
0: damn show. Yeah, it started off. It definitely started off with a bang. And that was a match that the story wasn't necessarily there. But the, I think the reason that it was still great is that you knew even if the story wasn't necessarily there, these are three of the best guys in terms of having a really, really, really good match. And if you put them together, at worst, you're going to get a really, really, really good match.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. And I think there's a lot of unfair criticism towards The Miz. I think he held yeah. his own wonderfully. I think he did really well. He played his part. I actually think it would have been a detriment if he wasn't in the match. And I also, I said this as well, like if i am ever going to be booked on WrestleMania, obviously not. but If I ever was, if you're not going to be in the last match, be in the first match. That pop for Seth Rollins was so good. It's just like everyone's ready, everyone's excited. You've just had the big build up to
0: Mania. You put a big baby face out there. Everyone goes crazy. Yeah, it's it's the it's the freshest that a crowd is going to be. You yeah. had warm ups in the in the pre-show. And I, if you're going to go on last, you you better have a match that should be last, but yeah, put me out first when the crowd is at its hottest and I get a big moment. Absolutely, I think so. I
1: think it helps Seth Rollins as well because you know he, he I think he, I think he did carry a lot of that momentum into Raw the following night. I really do think I think that it sounded exciting, um, but yeah, great match. I was surprised that Seth Rollins won. I mean, they really don't like Finn Balor, do they? Because Seth Rollins oh, obviously boy. beat him on Raw, and I tell you what, I actually think it's hurting him too. Because I was amazed that that Raw After Mania crowd, Finn Balor came out, and they were quite lukewarm to him. I thought they were like, yeah, okay, I mean, we like you, but and there was a few boos. Yeah. But yeah, compared to Rollins, who was like... And even The Miz, like The Miz was over. He got a lot of oh, boos, but he was over. Balor felt a bit like, yeah, okay.
0: Yeah, it. it's really... I, I, I was convinced that Finn was going to win, and I... I, I, I thought it was just me at first, but when when the raw elimination chamber happened, uh, I was watching it and my girlfriend came over and I, I did a quick test. So it's John Cena, Braun Strowman, Roman Reigns, Elias, Finn Balor, and everybody. It's Seth Rollins is in. The, everybody's in there, and I, I asked my girlfriend. I was like, "All right, this is your." She's not a wrestling fan. She <laughs> I don't understand why it's a big deal that they're fighting. If it's fake, it's a whole thing, and she's got a point. I, <laughs> she does. It's hard to argue because it's true. Um, but I asked her. I was like, "All right, this is your company now. You have one championship for your best guy. I just look at the people in the ring. Who are you get? Who who's your champion?" First thing she said was, "I would give it to John Cena, but he's older. Why the hell is he wearing jorts?" That was. For, I'm gonna be honest. That's the first thing she said. She's got, again, she's got a point. <laughs> Excellent, fantastic point. Second was she said. I put it on the guy in the blue trunks. The guy in the blue trunks was Finn Balor. And that's with Roman Reigns in there. That's with Braun Strowman in there. When, when Finn Balor came to Raw after the draft and he got announced and he came through the crowd, it was a very visceral, very positive, very cool reaction. When Finn Balor and Seth Rollins were at SummerSlam for the Universal title, Brooklyn kind of ruined it, booing the title belt being red. But it was a very <laughs> cool moment, and here's two guys who you wouldn't think would be the guys that are, they're putting over for the title, and they win. And then Finn Balor gets injured; he has to relinquish the title. He never gets a rematch, and then now he's in. He's in WrestleMania, which is good. But and I liked his I liked his entrance. But if you're going to be going for the NXT title in London, and you come out as the demon. It's weird to me that you just came out as just Finn Balor.
1: Yes, and I think that potentially, maybe... I, I, I'm probably being a bit conspiracy theorist here, but maybe that was done because maybe they don't... Maybe it's true. Maybe they don't want Finn Balor to be too over. I mean, that sounds insane, but we hear... Uh, you know we hear those kind of rumors and and that news all the time so maybe that's the case I don't know but yeah I did I also thought I thought it carried over on Raw as well it felt like Seth Rollins had his place it felt like um The Miz had his place but for a lot of that promo Balor was just there he was just hanging out and it was a bit like this is I don't know he he feels like the third wheel in all of this and I don't necessarily think that he should
0: yeah it was definitely at the end when it's Seth and Finn and Jeff Hardy it was like one of these things is not like the other and I, as much as I, I I like Jeff Hardy and he's obviously he's going to be good he's always been good you wouldn't necessarily think if I had told you that like this time last year that all three of them are going to be in the ring and if Finn Balor weren't in the ring there wouldn't really be a difference I don't know that I would have believed you and that's kind of what happened and that was kind of that moment for me was like it was a cool moment and seth looks good with the intercontinental title but over i was looking and i was like oh finn doesn't need to be here it feels like
1: yeah honestly and i I found that i found that intriguing and like i said he more than held his own in the match at wrestlemania obviously i'm just saying in that fallout yeah 24 hours later on raw he was kind of just there. I mean, it does seem like we're going to get the triple threat match a Backlash between the three of them. I think that would be quite good. I imagine Rollins, you know, retains there as well. And that's cool. Like, is it? I think the match was so good at WrestleMania and the fallout on Raw was so good. The feud to me now does feel a lot better than it did going into Mania. Yeah. So, uh, you know, in that sense, yes. Did its job. Yeah, exactly. It did its job. Exactly. And that's all, you know, that's, that, that's all you can really ever ask. Um, but yeah, great start to WrestleMania. Uh, really enjoyed all the curb stomp stuff they did to, 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 to tied into the finish. And then we moved on to Charlotte versus Oscar. Now, great match. I really, really enjoyed this, especially because to me, this was the first time I actually felt like, yes, this is WWE treating the women properly. They've just got a big hmm. match on a big showcase and we're not, you know, we're not banging that drum over and over again. <laughs> it's just two good wrestlers having a championship match. Obviously, though, we get to the finish. And look, It was all really well put together. But to me, and I know why they've done it, they've clearly decided they want to do Charlotte versus Rousey instead of Oscar versus Rousey, which doesn't surprise me at all. But this to me was not the time to give up Oscar's streak. I don't mind that they did. It's got to be taken out somewhere, and why not someone like Charlotte Flair? She's you know got all the accolades to do it, but it just felt it just didn't feel right. To me, it just didn't feel right.
0: Yeah, it was it was it was cool insofar as a uh, hundred times out of a hundred, I did not expect Charlotte to win. So when she did, it was like, oh, oh okay. And in the middle, they had uh, what had to be one of the best women's matches I've I've ever seen. I think the problem here is that when when you build somebody up like this, and they're built up around a streak. They, they said a lot about Oscar being like the female Goldberg. And I think the biggest problem with the fact that Goldberg eventually lost to Kevin Nash was not so much the way they did it or who beat him. It's that when you build up something like the streak, the most interesting thing about Asuka was that she had not lost. Yes. And I think the bigger problem with ending the streak is that in the immediate, you hadn't really done anything else to make me care about her. I think this could be good in that, all right, streak's over. Now, you, if you want to have Asuka as a big main roster performer, you're going to have to do something else. Because you can't do another win streak now. It would be pointless. Yeah. So you have to make her interesting because... When I went into that match, the only thing that really interested me about Asuka was that, oh, she hasn't lost yet. Whereas Charlotte, they're very clearly building the entire division and its place in history. I don't know if you know, Simon. It's very historic. It's revolutionary. (laughs) I've heard. I have (laughs) heard. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Once or twice. And the division's going to be built around her. So I'm 100% fine with her winning any time. But... I just hope that they have something for Oscar to do now.
1: Yes, that's my worry. I, I it always felt like they were protecting her because of this streak, yeah. and, and the other thing as well. And we'll, we'll kind of you know we'll get to it. Is I, I don't like it. I don't like it. it's a bit strong. I find it interesting when you have and obviously this is the first time we've ever had two Raw Rumble winners, and neither was successful at WrestleMania. That to me is always a bit. I don't. I'm not saying it will do. Of course, I don't think next year anyone's going to think any different. But it does water down the Royal Rumble just a little bit when neither of them. And I mean, they didn't do it. Mean, they the, the winning the Royal Rumble made no difference to anything. It it
0: definitely did. And I think at the Royal Rumble they have to small tweak. They have to stop saying the winner of the Royal Rumble will main event WrestleMania because yeah, that yeah. hasn't happened in years. And I understand why it hasn't happened. But I'm watching the Royal Rumble. I'm very excited. But I hear Michael Cole say Shinsuke Nakamura is going to main event WrestleMania, and and immediately out loud, like, no, he's not. Yeah, <laughs> there's that's no way. A little bit. Yeah, that's a little bit of a of a problem. It, it was definitely weird having both of them lose because it always seems like it's a momentum shift in terms of who wins the Royal Rumble, and I get. What they're doing storyline-wise, like you said, we'll get to it. But it, it's definitely weird that both of them lost, and neither of them were like particularly close to being the main event.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know that aside, it, it was yeah. a, it was a great match. It really, really was. Oh, yeah. it's, it's one of my yep. favorite women's uh, WWE matches mm-hmm. ever. Again, mostly because the how it was presented to me. Um, it just yeah, it, it, I just like that. And you know what? I've got no problem if Charlotte's gonna win and she's gonna go and take on Ronda Rousey in the first ever women's proper main event at WrestleMania 35. Go nuts. Why the hell not? Yep. Why, why the hell not? It makes sense. You know, um, I don't mean this disparagingly. I just think they're brought up too quickly. You know, a lot of women currently on the main roster still have a long way to go until yeah. they are, uh, you know, where they need to be. Charlotte does not need that. Charlotte is the finished article. We've already seen, yeah. again, we'll get to it in a sec. We've already seen that Ronda Rousey knows what she's doing. So yeah. with, with another year under their belt. Yeah, absolutely. I imagine this will be a, a very smart plan uh, overall, but a great match. And, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, Charlotte still, look, it makes, it gives that belt more credence depending on what they do coming out the other end. You know, she's held onto it for ages and she won when everyone thought she was going to lose. So, yeah, it's, it's hard to be too mad at it. Uh, we then moved on to what I still consider to be one of the low points of the evening, which was, the, which was the US title match. Now, look, <sighs> it was fine, right? It was fine, but it kind of felt like WWE's placed it here because they wanted the fans to have a break. I wasn't really into it. Thank goodness Rusev was in it, because without Rusev, I don't know. But as you mentioned <laughs> earlier, look, I don't mind Jinder Mahal being the US champion either. I really don't. I think it's an easy sure. way to get heat, and yep. you, you want to keep him at a certain position on the card post um, uh, post his world title run. However, my problem is when you have a guy that is now officially quite popular in the <laughs> WWE, and you still choose him to be the guy to take the fall. That, to me, mm-hmm. just says straight away... We've got no interest in doing anything with this guy. This whole Rusev thing's come along. It's great that he's selling merchandise. However,
0: it's not something we're really going to look into. It's not only, and you said it, it was just kind of fine. But not only is it we have no interest in this guy, it's, what are you, stupid? Why are you interested in this guy?
1: Exactly. It's almost like you're being punished because you yeah. like him.
0: I mean, also, what is that about? Yeah. Also, more than WWE, the, the person who's like, I think, responsible for this, is actually you, Simon, because <laughs> before I started listening to you, I couldn't have given two craps about Rusev. He's boring. He's just, oh, he's from Bulgaria. Cool. And then you're like, oh, no, he's actually really good. And then now I like him and I should have known better.
1: <laughs> well, I'm glad. I'm glad I can yeah. drag you down. it's all right it's what i try and do my whole whole, whole life is all about dragging people down uh uh, no but i just think he's 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 an unfiltered talent and he's he's an unrecognized talent and i just uh
0: i don't know It, it would really be a shame if he's an unrecognized talent that they only recognize once he leaves and does something somewhere else because you've had him this whole time you've done something with him it was successful and now he's reinvented himself and you're just not taking advantage of it. And in a time when I feel like you need somebody who can be in either that upper mid card or could be a main eventer with how popular he is right now, I really feel like you're doing you're doing yourself a disservice by not at least attempting to run with that. I think so. And making him take the pin, I
1: don't get. Like you know, I don't, really, oh. I don't really care. Like it's wrestling, whatever. No. However, I don't get it. I just don't get it. I don't get it. I don't understand what the. Uh yeah what the goal with this is but nope. hey anyway that's what happened Jinder Hall won I thought the match was average at best I don't yeah. know whether
0: you enjoyed it more than I did I thought it was okay it was it was the restroom break match and I was just kind of waiting for the finish because I thought if you're going to add Rusev to the match there's no other reason to do it other than him winning it was just kind of there and it kind of seems like a conscious decision that's all i got from it yeah me too i I definitely think it was one of the uh
1: yeah just just one of the lower points of the evening but hey you know whatever it was fine it it was what it was um it's there we'll see what happens on smackdown and then of course i think we probably got to what many people decided and i think it's fair was the highlight of the evening you know kurt angle and ronda rousey versus triple h and stephanie mcmahon i think just sort of like the real highlight was i mean ronda rousey is a bit like brock lesnar (laughs) In the sense that she looks really, really good. I mean, that's kind of, you know, she looked, she had fire, she had intensity. uh, All her stuff looked good. It looked real. It's, it's, yeah, it's kind of one of those things where I'm sure they've been preparing for this exact match for ages. So going forward, we'll have to see how she, uh, how she adapts. But it worked. And it's hard to criticize at the moment, given that it was her debut.
0: It was her debut, at WrestleMania, the, she had Triple H on the other side. She had Kurt Angle beside her, but it mixed tag rules. Her opponent was Stephanie McMahon, who is not somebody who's going to carry you through something like this. She was in a match with Kurt Angle, Triple H, and Stephanie McMahon. She was the highlight. She felt really intense. She felt like she general, genuinely rather wanted to punch everybody's head off and she was in there not to do anything necessarily flashy she was like a car crash straight ahead and she very surprisingly for her first match made it look really good and didn't seem out of place for a second she just oh. seemed like the biggest deal in that match
1: absolutely i mean I, I, I think they hit nail on the head the crowd wanted to see her uh, she delivered when uh, when she did and i think really that's all she needed to do and now you know, it's really hard to sort of, to cement your place on the roster. But I think she's done that now just because she put in a good performance. And, you know, that's what wrestling fans, that's what they want to see. What did you think about the fallout on Raw? Obviously, Raw started. definitely a Man comes out. She says it's all about her. She's great. She's wonderful. And now she wants to make friends with Ronda Rousey. Ronda comes up, pretends to hug her, puts her in the armbar. Now... I, I thought it was a really good opening segment to Raw. The crowd loved it. Obviously, it helps Ronda. It's also great to see Stephanie McMahon finally get come up. not once, but twice in a row. Finally. It only took, <laughs> only took about a decade. I was however, say, yeah. however, I don't necessarily think I want to see Ronda Rousey and Stephanie McMahon have an elongated feud. I don't want this to be Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Vince McMahon. I just don't. I, to me, Ronda has beaten Stephanie on the biggest stage. I, I'm hoping this was an angle to take Stephanie away. But my gut tells me it may be more of this is her focus for some time.
0: When you just said I don't want it to be Vince McMahon's Stone Cold, my 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 stomach dropped because I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I, oh gosh! Because her Raw starts, Stephanie's music hits. I'm gonna be honest with you, I skipped that part. Skip Stephanie's music, can't can't handle it. And then <laughs> <laughs> Ronda comes out, hug, armbar, it. I don't know if it was what I thought or if it was what, what I was hoping that they're doing it so that Stephanie cannot be on TV for a little bit. Could be. Uh, at WrestleMania, she just kind of tapped, rotted it, and keep the armbar in. And I was very much hoping that, okay, we did this again. There was no Triple H this time. It was just Stephanie... Hopefully, this is just a one-off thing. But, yeah, I really hope that they're not trying to do a... They're trying to hold Ronda down and Ronda's fighting against the authority thing because it's not 2012.
1: No, I just don't... I just... I don't know. I just... To me, she's, yeah. she's already won. But I don't know. I did... Um, what did you think about when Stephanie McMahon had the, the fighting
0: skills to hold off the armbar? Well, <laughs> you know, Simon, when you're a seasoned performer like that, you know... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just th- I was of I was of two minds about it. Um my initial reaction was wait, what? <laughs> and then my and then my all right, it's it's fake calm down part of my brain was yeah, yeah, yeah. all right, if Stephanie and Triple H have been working out together at four a.m. on Instagram, the only <laughs> thing that I'm having Stephanie do is I'm putting an arm bar on her and you are figuring out eight hundred different ways to not you don't need to be able to reverse it. You don't need to be able to out-wrestle Ronda Rousey. But the way that I figured it in my head is that every second that they spent training for this match in storyline terms was 100%. Stephanie, you're going to figure out like two ways to get out of the arm bar. And that's all you need to do. Well, That's a very good kayfabe reason. I like that. Yeah. That's, that's
1: very good. Uh, yeah. I, I thought it was okay. The thing that just made me laugh is I can imagine the conversation backstage. I can imagine Steph McMahon slowly going, well, maybe I could block the armbar. <laughs> and then, and everyone, maybe you try to put it on and it doesn't work. Yeah, and everyone being like, what? You mean like professional fighters can't do? Yeah, I think I could do that. <laughs> and everyone just being like, yeah, yeah, it's fine, Steph, whatever you want. I'm
0: very similar to Holly Holm. Exactly, I, yeah. Uh, yeah. But,
1: but I can imagine, I can hear them saying that. I can hear them saying yeah. like, that promo video beforehand, and they're like, this is our world. I'm like, yeah, they believe this. They they. they oh, not I mean, it was great. Yeah. It was really well done. But I'm like, they totally yeah. believe this is true, 100%. Didn't feel
0: like there was even a camera on. It just felt like they were just talking.
1: Yeah, I don't know how Kurt Angle feels about all this as well. He's been completely lost in the shuffle with all of this. I mean, which I guess had to happen. He's not going to sell any more tickets, Ronda Rousey is. But, yeah, he, he 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 was surplus to requirements here. And also, I was a bit miffed that, you know, we get to Raw, and, you know, Kurt Angle's there, but he's not really
0: sort of talking about it. And Triple H just didn't turn up. That was odd. That was That was – it definitely felt like – I'm here. I'm here just for this, and it wouldn't have been a big a deal without me. And now that I'm, I'm finished doing my thing. We're good here. It, it felt, it felt weird, and I, I expected Kurt to kind of be the fourth person in that match, uh, because I feel like it it was a bigger deal than it would have been, and if it if it had just been Kurt Angle and Triple H. It definitely seemed weird, and that was the other reason I thought that it was kind of we're moving on from this, is like everybody just kind of reset to where they were before this happened. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, It felt very much in the moment. I totally agree. But hey,
1: look, it was a really good WrestleMania 34 match. Ronda Rousey now has genuine potential to make that company a lot of money, so they'll be happy. Just, I mean, yeah, it was great. It was great. I got got no problems with it whatsoever in terms of uh, where it sat on the WrestleMania 34 card. Then we had a come down match, you know. We had the the triple threat match for the SmackDown titles. I thought it was okay. I thought it was fine. The Bludgeon Brothers dominated. That's what they should have done. They're the new champions. That's all right. That, you know, it is
0: what it is. It's okay. Yeah it it was it was okay. The Usos are my favorite team. I was I was the one dork who before they turned heel was still like no no guys they're they're really good though. <laughs> so to see them. Come out at WrestleMania as champions, and they're not on the pre-show. They've worked and they've built up something really cool, and here's a match. And then the New Day come out with little people and pancakes, and then they have like a five-minute thing. It was it was fine. It was there. I'm I'm glad that New Day performed this year. I'm glad the I'm glad Luke Harper's back. <laughs> And I'm glad the Usos got a moment. That's kind of all I could take from it. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think it's fair. I think it was what it was. I'm just glad that they they booked it in the way they did.
1: I'll be intrigued to see what happens from now. Like On Raw, they talked about the Superstar Shakeup that's happening next year. Uh, next yeah. year, next week, over <laughs> both uh, Raw and SmackDown. I don't know. Do we move the Usos? Do we move the New Day? I imagine the Bludgeon Brothers will stay put. But, I mean, would you shift them around?
0: I mean, I does this view continue? I don't really know what we do. Bludgeon Brothers definitely stay I feel like at this point because they did the match at Fast Lane and it was interrupted, I don't necessarily see the point of keeping the New Day and the Usos on the same show. Yeah. Uh, so it would I would be willing to bet that if Vince McMahon is going to move one team, it's going to be the New Day uh, to Raw, but it definitely feels like one of those two teams kind of needs to move over bludgeon brothers are obviously staying and of the two to me the usos seem more like they're fine with them staying on smackdown and the new day is like one of their attractions that and they put their attractions on raw that's kind of what it feels like yeah no i think you're totally right i think you're
1: totally right i would like my big thing with the superstar shakeup is i want um I want the tag team divisions and women's divisions to be shuffled up. The men, I'm actually quite happy with how it is at the moment. I don't think we need to muck around with that too much. Yeah. Um, you know, a couple of trades. You know, a couple of trades is fine, but let's nah, let's not overdo it. That would just be my gut feeling. I definitely
0: that would be good and I've given up having one tag division, one women's division, but I also I thought it would be cool if we kept two tag titles, but somehow or another we have the raw and SmackDown women's titles. Let's have that be one title and let's have the women's champion float between the two because then it feels like you don't just have a Raw and SmackDown title. And if you're going to go with Charlotte, make Charlotte a big deal. Make her the champion. And then at least something has actually gotten shaken up other than, oh, New Day's on Raw now.
1: Yes, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I hope there's more reasons for it as well. But we'll see. I do enjoy it in the sense that it, it, it's just, it adds a bit of fresh air and a bit of pacing yeah. to, uh, to your usual Raw and SmackDown, which nicely segues me into what was my personal highlight of WrestleMania 34. Because while I have been slandered for saying this, I don't care, I think everything that Undertaker and John Cena did at WrestleMania 34 was tremendous. From the moment that John Cena was sitting in the crowd to the point that he ran backwards in what was the stupidest thing I've ever seen, but therefore brilliant, <laughs> to him coming out and Elias and the lights going off and the tease with the fans to the short match, to me, it was a whole show angle, pretty much. It all did what it, I wanted it to do. It's John Cena, so I don't mind the Undertaker whooped his ass. I, it's not like we haven't buried John Cena, have we? It's John Flipping Cena. It makes no difference. <laughs> I just thought, I just thought it was excellent. I thought it was genuinely excellent. And I need to let this process a bit more, but I'm pretty sure it's one of my favorite angles ever. That's how much I enjoyed it. I was desperate to see where it was going to go. The the Elias, I tell you, man, it was 2 a.m. over here. (laughs) And that that Elias teased, I stood up. I just stood up and I was like, that is, oh, it's just so good. I mean, I wasn't even into that Elias. And then in the last 24 hours, I've got a complete 180 because this was booked so well. And that is the beauty of pro wrestling. If you come up with something, well, for me personally, anyway, if you come up with something that hits me, I say emotionally, but I mean more in a funny, hilarious, brilliant kind of a way, You win me over, and that's what Elias did. So then, when I see him twenty four hours later, you know those same kind of emotions, you know, come back up, and I like him all of a sudden. So I just think this helped everybody. I really do. I think this helped everybody. John Cena is the most protected guy in the company. He's John Cena. It doesn't matter. He wasn't even on Raw, for example. Which I've only just realised now as I'm talking about it. He wasn't. He wasn't (laughs) even mentioned on Raw, which kind of sums it up.
0: It definitely, it definitely does. It, it'll be interesting to see kind of what they're gonna do. I mean, I know what they're gonna do. John's gonna come out. He's gonna say, "I lost. Undertaker was the better man." I've seen, I've seen this movie, but <laughs> I, uh, I think I'm, I think I'm similarly minded to you. I think I'm a couple notches down. It wasn't. I don't know that I would say it was my favorite angle that I have seen in some in some time, but I think. When Elias came out, and especially when Elias said, Were you expecting somebody else? I was, I almost fell out of my chair. I was laughing <laughs> yeah, so, so hard. Good. Yeah, so good. Everyone was so disappointed. It was so, and you knew The Undertaker was coming, was the cool thing. And everybody was still like, What? And then The Undertaker comes out. They have his hat and coat in the ring. Um, lightning hit it that's one of those things that if somebody else were here it'd be hard to explain but it was really cool because i have the history in my head and then he comes out and it it felt like a big deal and the cool thing is that the lasting memory that everybody well that the wwe tells you is that the undertaker had his coat and hat in the ring but before that was a match with roman reigns that n- nobody's fault necessarily it just wasn't the match that they would have wanted to have and if you're going to have a memory of the undertaker from wrestlemania this last year made me just feel like oh okay this year was like all right that was really cool and it wasn't john cena versus the undertaker wasn't a match that was advertised on the card so it's not like they built up oh this is going to be a classic it was john cena calling out the undertaker the undertaker didn't answer John Cena comes to the ring and the Undertaker beats the crap out of him for two and a half minutes. We're done. Undertaker looked great because he was only there for three minutes. It was really cool. I couldn't agree with you more, man. And
1: I think that was probably the thinking or the thought process behind the scenes. What do we do to you know, reinvigorate this Undertaker at WrestleMania magic? I'm not yeah. saying they've done that because I don't think they can after Lesnar and Reigns but I think they right. rehabbed it as much as they could. He beat a genuine star. Uh, I liked all the stuff with the lightning bolt and the, you know, the, the, uh, the, the hat and the coat being in the ring and then out the ring. I just thought it kind of took all my favourite Undertaker moments and kind of merged them into one. Yeah. And uh, I'm all right. Honestly, it was a whole show angle. And if you're going to give me a seven hour show, I really do appreciate a whole show angle, especially when it's done as well as this with two of the biggest stars in the company. I mean, what Undertaker yeah. does now, I don't know. What John Cena does now, I don't know. Does it matter? Do I care? There are other questions I need to process. But <laughs> I I just, I, mean, do I, I think that it's, it, it's almost, what can they even do? I mean, if the Undertaker wants to feud with a, I don't know, a Braun Strowman, yes, I'd be interested in that. But do I care? Not really. Like, you know, it's, nah. not, it's not something I need to see. It would, be, it, would, it, would, it would certainly, yeah, it would certainly intrigue me from, oh, that's an interesting point of view, but I don't need it. I think both of those guys can come and go as much as they please, and I'm happy to see them, but I'm also as happy not to see them too, so. Yeah. That's how I am. Now, the next match was Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. I thought it was very good. Ooh and yeah. I, I, the whole Daniel Bryan thing is just wonderful he's my favorite wrestler in the company at the moment I just I just want him to do so well like he's so good yeah. at getting that genuine emotion out of me because he is so genuine however I do agree with the criticism that's been going around he should have just been in the match from the start I didn't think we needed to beat him. he's been out for three years I think Brian Alvarez said <laughs> that on wrestling observer he's been out for yeah. three years we don't need to take him out any longer I think that was a, a mistake however he won. He got the pin. I didn't see that coming. I actually thought they were going to put Owens and Zayn over. So in that sense, yeah. You know, it was fine. It did what it did. But I, I just, in a match with Daniel Bryan's comeback, it's slightly disappointing, if I'm going to be a bit of a nerd, that 75% of the match was Shane McMahon. I mean, that's, that's my only problem with it. It's
0: It was definitely weird that, you know... It, it, if the idea was, oh, we're going to wait, we're going to build up the hot tag, he's going to come in, the roof's going to blow off the plate. We've been waiting three years for that hot tag. You've built, you've built it up, we're good. And Shane's not, Shane's a little beat up right now, so I don't know that I necessarily would have had, all right, Shane, you're going to take like 80% of this, and then you're going to come clean up at the end. I mean, it was really cool to see Daniel Bryan. Uh, kind of weird. Uh, in Daniel Bryan's promo package before he came out, they did the everybody doing the yes chant. Right before that, uh, they had like a Skynet system that was targeting everyone, like oh target acquire. Yeah, that, yeah. Uh That's Triple H's from the Sting match. That seemed weird. Oh my gosh, you're right. Wasn't it the same logo as well? Same thing. Same thing. Right, you, you keep talking, my friend. I'm looking this up right now. <laughs> well, that, 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 was, that was 31, right? Yeah, 31 Triple H and Sting because it was... Target acquired, and Daniel Bryan was one of the people that scrolled over, and then Target acquired Sting. The only difference was it was Daniel Bryan's face, and it was like the Target ended up being the Yes movement as opposed to Sting. So that was a weird, like, that. it didn't feel very Daniel Bryan, and then it also felt like... Oh my gosh, I'm watching it now. It's identical.
1: <laughs> Dude, what a shout. This is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow, sorry, that's taking me aback. Sorry, keep going, man. That's incredible. Yeah.
0: It's it was it set me off kinda weird where it was like, Alright, sure, that's that's fine. And then the match goes on and I'm I guess I'm watching the payoff for what they've been doing for a year. I don't necessarily care about Shane McMahon, so you building heat on him doesn't necessarily work for me but that i understand what the story you're trying to tell but i am very happy that daniel came in he's the one that got the win of course sammy's the one that took the loss because he's about the same as he ever was and it was a really at the end it was a really cool feel good moment and it was gonna be you would have to have actively worked to make it not a big moment but I've seen the WWE actively work against the Daniel Bryan movement. <laughs> that before. was my that was my yeah. word.
1: I was like, "Well, yeah. we, this is what we think," but we also thought yeah. this a long time ago as well. So it's like yeah. we got to I careful. thought this
0: at SummerSlam too, and Randy Orton walked out with the championship. So it, I I was I was very nervous. It was a very interesting, like meta kind of match where I'm legitimately worried that the company made a booking decision that's going to be weird. But it it made for a It made for a really cool moment, so I'm at least glad to have that. Yeah,
1: I'm just glad he's back. I mean, that's my thing. He was never meant to be in this match. This match was never meant to exist. And I'll tell you what, it's got me really excited for SmackDown. I cannot wait to see what happens in SmackDown with it. The the cool thing on Raw, obviously, is that Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn turned up, and they asked uh, Kurt Angle for a job. He's like, well, I got one spot. They then had a match later on. I thought this was really clever, given the crowd. Like, no one was going to shit over Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. No. They all loved it. The finish... Questionable. When was the last nah. time we saw it? it? was a double count now, if you don't know. And I don't mean that outside the ring. I guess a double countdown. Yes. So you know that stupid... Yeah. Th- when the ref does the whole, you know, count to 10 thing because one has to get up. Well, in this match, nobody got up <laughs> and the match was called off. That never happens. That literally never happens. Um, no. But I understand it for the story. I think maybe <clears> it could have been a-, a count out. They'd fought to the back or something. But whatever. I get it. We need to build this. Uh, and look, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, I could watch them wrestle till the end of time. So it's not uh it, It's not a problem, um but I'm intrigued. What do we do with them now? I mean, are, are they affected by the superstar shakeup? Do they just take some time off? I mean, what would you do, with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn? Because technically uh, now they can't go on either. Do they go
0: NXT? That'd be quite cool, actually. They should do that. I really like <laughs> I that. Send them back. Yeah, that'd be really yeah. good that would be that would actually be kind of that would be kind of cool. uh I also thought just before I said that it was really interesting that they're talking to Kurt Angle and he's like. You're asking for a job. I mean, I hear T. I don't know if TNA. Oh yeah, hired. they did the TNA Whoa. drop, didn't they? That was interesting. Uh, as far as Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, kind of depends on how you feel about Sami Zayn. Because I feel like Kevin Owens is going to be fine. If I'm keeping one of them, I hate to do it. I keep. I'm keeping Kevin Owens. That's. Yep. I'm biased, but also based on the track record of the two, I'm keeping Kevin Owens. So it doesn't make sense to me that they were fired from SmackDown, and both of them just end up on Raw. So I, I'm assuming what they're doing is they're holding this out until, I don't know if they're going to do Backlash or what they're going to do, and one of them is guaranteed a roster spot based on who wins, and then it's like no disqualification, no count out, whatever. And then Kevin wins that, and then Sammy goes back to SmackDown. If, if Shane McMahon is stepping down at SmackDown Live commissioner and daniel Bryan's not going to be the gm anymore it makes sense that if you bring somebody else in they'd be like well i don't have a problem with Sami Zayn or kevin owens so i'll bring the other one to the show so that makes sense yeah i the only thing i could think is that that's the reason that shane isn't going to be commissioner so that one of them can come back and we can keep them separated for a while
1: it works for me i'm all right with that. i think separating them is definitely a good uh i do like as well how they can have this big fight but they still seem to be mates Cause I get, it's like <laughs> yeah. it's like they, they, they hate, they, deep down they hate each other anyway, really. So yeah, uh, but no, I thought the WrestleMania match was good, like the fallout, yeah. and yeah, I, I want to see what Daniel Bryan. What, what's Daniel Bryan's first proper feud? Well, not proper feud. Ooh. You know what I mean? Like, there's so much. Does he, does he go against? I don't think he would go against Shane, but you could do that. Does he just have some matches with Dolph Ziggler? Whatever. I
0: mean. I'm bringing, I'm bringing the Miz to whatever show he's on.
1: Well, I mean, I think that's what the Superstar Shake-Up's got to be about. Yeah. And also, I mean, we should have mentioned this, really. I, I didn't mention it earlier. The main event of, uh, of the Raw After Mania was the Taraj versus Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, and a returning Jeff Hardy, which was very nice. <laughs> Always nice to see Jeff Hardy back. Um, and at the end of the show, the Taraj and the Miz got their asses whipped. Ooh. by uh, by those three. And to me, the way I took that is, okay, you're going to have your match at Backlash. You're probably going to lose. And then I imagine you go back to SmackDown. Hey, don't move Daniel Bryan off SmackDown. I don't want that. Leave Daniel Bryan there because I want to see anything he can do with AJ Styles and Nakamura. And I don't believe either of those two are going to move. And we'll get to that in one sec. Um, but yeah, I think you have to do that program, but move moves
0: to SmackDown. Uh, I, yeah, just do that. That's what I would do. Yeah, It, it definitely feels like The Miz had a Job to do, and that was put the Intercontinental on who they have said is is the next Shawn Michaels, and make it mean something. And now that he's done that, it would kind of feel like a step down for him to just kind of be there and lose again. So if he loses, he loses again in the Triple Threat. That's fine. Move him over. You can do different stuff with him. I think the Miz has been really good for the Intercontinental title, and vice versa. But I feel like that time has passed a little bit. And for a while, let's move him away and let's have him do other things. Agreed. Completely agree. Uh, after that, we went on to Nia Jax
1: defeating Alexa Bliss for the Women's Raw Championship. It was fine. That's all I got. <laughs> it, was, look, it was the right thing to do. Nia Jax should have yeah. won. She beat the Bully. Uh, you know, on Raw the following night, we had another tag match between them. Ember Moon got called up. Great. I mean, that's, that's it. That's all I got. It was fine. It did its job.
0: Yeah, it it was fine. Uh, Alexa Bliss is actually is my favorite uh, female wrestler. Yeah, um, she's very good. She's very good. She she makes you hate her, and she makes you interested in her match, if only because she's like a she's a piece of she's a piece of crap, and you want to see her get punched in the face. That's the whole point. Um, but I I I guess I I didn't really. Get 100% into the story, I kind of think, all right, it's Nia Jax's coronation. Nia Jax has never been particularly interesting to me, but that's fine. And they did the right thing. Nia looked strong. Alexa didn't look weak. It it did its job. It was there, and Nia's the new champion.
1: Yeah, I mean, that, I, I think it's fine. What I did yeah. enjoy was that on the Raw After Mania, you know, with the, with the louder crowd and stuff, Nia Jax got a really big baby face pop. That was cool. It's incredible when that stuff happens. Yeah. It does warm you to that person more than when that doesn't happen. And I think that is is the real shame um, with modern day wrestling is that that doesn't happen more because crowds will go into business for themselves, which is fine. Yeah. You do whatever you want to do. But it did make Nia Jax feel like a bigger deal. And I, I missed that. And look, hey, Ember Moon on Raw, perfectly fine with that. Probably the right time to bring her up. That division needs uh, needs spicing up so yeah mm-hmm. I, I I thought it was
0: I thought it was all right yeah it was it was a cool moment and I I really liked the crowd reacting huge for Naya and it, it does make for a better show when everybody kind of plays a role so I, I liked it indeed
1: now AJ Styles versus Nakamura I, I mean if you, if you see it in my what culture stuff you know I'm gonna get <laughs> I'm gonna give you the floor here okay because I've had a lot of differing opinions, and I agree with most of them, which makes no sense, but I do. <laughs> Obviously on paper, this you know gonna be the the, the biggest match you know it, it, it was the show stealer on paper yeah where, where did you come out on the other end? so
0: I, if i this is the only time in the immediate that I can think of. That I think I would have enjoyed it more if I hadn't watched any of the promo material for the match. Yes. This was this was this was Mister Perfect, Shawn Michaels, for the Intercontinental Title, and the whole time they're telling you this is going to be classic. This is going to be one of the greatest matches. Stop, 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 stop. Because you let it let it be that. Don't tell me it's going to be that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because you ruined my brain. Yeah, it's AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura, two are the best performers you have. It makes sense for them to have a WrestleMania match. They have their New Japan match, but the difference was that the New Japan match, it it felt like go out there, do what you need to do, don't worry about time. Here, it felt like let's go out here, uh, you're going to have a match, you have X amount of time. We're about to do our next segment. And you're not the main event. They yeah. tried to have their cake and eat it too. They tried to push the it's going to be a classic match. It's going to be the one of the best things ever. But you didn't make it the main event. I understand, but you didn't. And it felt like it felt like an old school wrestling. Don't give them, don't give everything away, brother. Keep some stuff for the next town. And I understand that, but I don't understand that at WrestleMania. So I don't know if AJ's still banged up. I feel like that
1: probably had something to do with it. Very good shout, my friend. I forgot about that. That is a no one's mentioned that. That's a
0: very good point. Well, listen, Simon, I'm trying to be a recurrent character. All <laughs> right, I gotta bring. Uh, <laughs> oh, and God. it's, I think that if I had watched this in a bubble and not watched any of the promo stuff. And I had just seen Shinsuke win the Royal Rumble, and I had seen AJ win the WWE Championship, and then I had watched this match. I feel like I would have enjoyed it more. I still enjoyed it. It was it was one of those moments where you're like a wrestling nerd, and you're like, I never thought this was going to happen. Mm, yep, agreed. So it was it was very cool to see. I feel like they would have benefited if this had been their third match as opposed to their first.
1: I think that's fair, yeah. I think that uh, it kind of works both ways, doesn't it? Because you want that. If it had paid off and it had been the yeah. match that a lot of people kind of wanted it to be, and it was their first one on WWE, exactly. You can go like, oh, what a moment. But you're right, it wasn't. So maybe it could have been the blow-off and that would have worked better. I do agree with you totally. I totally forgot about the injury. I think that's a great shout. Um, I probably did tie into, it tie into things. To me, it just yeah. wasn't what I wanted it to be. It was a really good wrestling match. But it wasn't Mm -hmm. the greatest thing I've ever seen. And a part of me, as you said, bought into that hype. And also, if we hadn't have had the heel turn afterwards by Nakamura, I I think I would have felt... I think that heel turn, this is classic WWE, right? It's what they do with the story that almost ties into everything else. But that heel turn by Nakamura and his change of demeanor and his aggression, all of that, I was into like, yeah, this is good. Now it all makes (laughs) sense. And also, now I want to tune into SmackDown, which is the whole point, right? It's a television show. So that certainly saved it for me. But if we are talking about just the wrestling, I don't want to go as far as disappointment. That's too much. I would have just hoped for more. That's a better way to phrase it.
0: Yeah, it. it I would have hoped for more. I mean, that's kind of the curse of being a wrestling fan, isn't that? You get really excited for these matchups, and then inevitably something's going to kind of disappoint you. But I was, I was at least glad that because when when AJ wins kind of out of nowhere for the Styles Clash, which has been set up as like a Great finish,
1: uh, though. I mean, I love that
0: finish. Yeah. Yeah, it was. But the Styles Clash has been set up more as his signature move than his finisher. I agree. Uh, and my first reaction was, I care a little bit less about Shinsuke than I did before that three count. Because now he's lost three title matches, I think. But then low blow on AJ kicks the crap out of him. Uh, that couldn't have been fun. And then walks <laughs> walks out. It made him way more interesting. It they they released that special about him before WrestleMania, and it made me want him to be champion. It was it was really well done. He's he's really cool. He got to just talk and not have something scripted for him. It made him really interesting this was the other way that if he's going to lose, that's fine, but he needs to feel interesting. And this isn't a side of him that I've seen before, and I'm I'm excited to see where that part goes. So at least something came out of it where it can continue from here. Yeah, completely,
1: man. But the good thing is, you know, feud's gonna continue, and now we can kind of uh, establish those uh, those fa- those face heel lines. AJ is the face, Nackerong is the heel? Hell yeah, yeah, man. I mean, I'm all right yeah, with that. Man. That's okay. Absolutely uh right okay let's we're just gonna do it so braun Strowman. (laughs) (laughs) now look i'm gonna everyone knows i'm not even gonna run down the match everyone knows what happened here i don't mind it in terms of in the moment i was almost in tears i thought it was so funny and i thought it was so ridiculous and as i mentioned earlier in this podcast i had to say someone asked what happened at wrestlemania and i said a 10 year old won the title they don't they, (laughs) they, they, they don't watch any wrestling zero and they said to me we're not a literal 10-year-old. And I was like, no, no, no. no!" I, I literally mean a 10-year-old <laughs> child on the title. No, his name's Nicholas. He's, exactly. Yeah, he's yeah it baffled. They were like, what do you mean? I thought you were being like contrary. I was like, no, no, I mean an actual, <laughs> an actual child. Um, yeah. And in that sense, it's funny. And on Raw, when Braun and Nicholas turn up, I mean, I, I can't help. Look, I, was, I loved it. However, however, sometimes we do have to put our critical hats on. Not only did this happen on WrestleMania, he just gave it up on Raw because he's got school. <laughs> what? 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 What are the tag team belts worth anymore? Nothing. And I don't care. It's wrestling. Wrestling is irrelevant in the grand scheme of things. But it's a wrestling yeah. podcast. You know, we we got to take it seriously to some degree. Otherwise, what's the point? What the fuck? I mean, what the, <laughs> What? I just... I, who... Uh, I mean, I know. All of this is clearly last minute because the Braun was meant to be the Miz program. They changed their mind. They needed something for him to do and they came up with this quirky idea. Look, It's WWE. In a week's time, we're all going to forget about this because that's just how it works. However, on today, when Raw is but a few hours removed and WrestleMania is, you know, a table of days removed, I don't... I don't get it. I do not get it. It's crazy.
0: It... And I know... You said in a week we're, we're gonna forget about it uh, and here's the thing Simon if we do this again in let's say six months to plant the seeds brother and you're talking about something else. I'm the first thing that I'm gonna say to you is yeah cool whatever it is braun won the universal title hey Simon, real quick. Remember when he won the titles with that ten year old? Remember when that happened? I'm not I'm not letting that go. Wrestling is stupid. Wrestling is fake. Wrestling is funny. Wrestling is stupid. You can have a ten year old boy. I had to catch myself because while he's in the ring, while he was in the ring, I out loud to myself said it wasn't that he was a ten year old boy. It wasn't that this was stupid or disappointing at first. It was well, they didn't have him sign a contract. This isn't going to be binding. That's And I had to be like, hey, hey Zed, that's a 10-year-old boy, man.
1: That's like, <laughs> that's like when Bray Wyatt got thrown into the Lake of Reincarnation. I went, oh, <laughs> he, he can change now. It's not, it's not, it's not a real he's, Lake of Reincarnation.
0: It's just a lake. He's going to dry off. He's going to be totally different. Yeah, that's what I said to and, myself. Yeah, wrestling's cool because now <laughs> he is different. It's the Lake of Reincarnation. Why yeah, right. wouldn't he be different? What, but can, when Braun, go well, ahead. There you go, man, you go. When Braun started walking through the crowd, out loud, I'm just like, no, 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 please no, please don't. And then he grabs this little boy and I uh, was like, okay, I understand what they're doing here, but why, why did you tease a mystery partner and do brainstorming and then the payoff is Nicholas? <laughs> <It's>
1: the, name. <laughs> the name makes it Nicholas to some guy. <laughs> just some kid i love that he got a name
0: and there's no last name
1: exactly nicholas
0: and then they put him in the ring for a second and seamus for a second was like i could probably take him out
1: that is funny it was (laughs) was funny it was funny and you you hit the nail on the head in the sense that you know it is wrestling and we can do stuff like this so we should we should it's a talking point
0: yeah You know, i I actually
1: agree you know what i loved it i don't care who cares man it's fucking hilarious like i don't care
0: if you're gonna do this with somebody Braun Strowman's the guy that you could do it with because I will believe him pulling down a stage on Kane and Brock Lesnar. I will also believe him saying when Nicholas finishes fourth grade, <laughs> we're going to be back and they're going to get these hands. I'll believe both. I don't care. I'm down.
1: Yeah, and you could tell it was so last minute as well because that was that was it for Braun on Raw. Didn't see him again. That's it. That's yeah. that's it. Just he just came stopped in.
0: by real quick, going to drop this off. I'm a gentleman. I'm not an asshole. I'm going to drop the titles back off.
1: yeah. I- I think it may have been better, and I, again, I'm being a I'm being a, a, a picky asshole here, but I think it may have been better if Braun had said, look, I'd like to get another partner, and, and then lost them. I get they don't want Braun to lose, but I just right. think give those titles some credence. That's my only problem. They literally threw the titles away. That's what they did. They just, I don't want them. All right, okay, I'll have them. Thanks. I
0: don't want, yeah, it was, I, I it was, it was like Triple H being handled, handled the world title. Yeah, yeah it was like that, yeah worse because it was just like these these jeans don't fit your brother anymore here
1: <laughs> well nicholas probably still getting hand me down so it's uh, <laughs> it's all good but like i i, I yeah. can't look I, I the whole time we've been talking about this i've been smiling so yeah you know what yeah. i can't i can't be mad at it. i just can't i can't i should be and i have been on ups and downs and stuff but i can't here on is, it, pre- and you know, i'm laughing exa- i don't know what to do no me neither man i mean but yeah fuck it <laughs> yeah just, just, oh dear so bizarre but anyway that led us to our main event i mean look the main event is what it is now it's all kind of changed after the facts we learned about brock lesnar resigning brock lesnar apparently threw a hissy fit backstage but there's an argument that maybe that was <laughs> the work we don't yeah. know what i was hearing today i don't know whether you heard this is apparently that nobody even knew that brock lesnar was winning other than you know roman reigns um all the the usual players, like you know, the McMahon's probably Triple H knew. But you know, in terms of like the writers didn't know that, you know, people were surprised when it happened. The referee this is all stuff I've been told obviously by Meltzer and people like that, not personally, but um, that apparently the ref was even fed the information halfway through the match. Look, just count the three, which is basically like don't worry about you don't worry what you've been told. Just do it. So yeah. there's certainly there's certainly a situation here. Um but to me, and I understand I got some flack for this because I guess I'm coming at the direct people, the fans ruined it. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, if you don't like the match, that's cool. Absolutely, on no planet am I ever telling you should cheer for the sake of it. No, Dury's there to entertain you. But this was uh, this was uh, a lackluster before they'd even locked up, and I think that was my problem with it. It was,
0: and I understand why you would do it. It's the fourth or fifth WrestleMania main event. They can say there's multiple main events, but the last match is the main event. Absolutely, it's yeah. it's it's the fourth or fifth in a row. For Roman Reigns, and I like Roman Reigns, but he's the same guy he was when The Shield broke up. Yep. And as soon as the music hit, and the bigger problem, I I out loud was like, oh no, when Brock Lesnar's music hit, and it was either booze or people didn't care. And I was like, the story that you guys told is that Brock is a part-timer, Brock is not here, Brock does not represent this company or the Universal Championship with the reverence that he should which just been the knock on Brock Lesnar the whole time. Whatever, if I have a contract, I wish I had that contract. But this story seemed like it was working in the lead-up to WrestleMania. And then, as it turned out, all that you really did was you made people hate Roman Reigns and care less about Brock Lesnar. And the fans immediately turned on it. And last time they were WrestleMania, they had a good match and it at least had heat in that they didn't want Roman to win. You at least had that. This one was they were booing the fact that the match is even happening. And at that point, I I don't even know if you as an audience are having fun if you're just immediately crapping on the match. And I understand why you did it, but they didn't have a chance. I don't know if this would have been a classic WrestleMania match and the coronation of Roman Reigns. They've been trying that for four years now.
1: I just couldn't believe they didn't pull the trigger on it again. That's what I yeah. can't believe. It's like,
0: look, if you want to do it, man,
1: it's your company. You do it.
0: But, yeah, that's the, the bigger problem that I had, and I don't mean to fast forward, but the bigger problem that I had was that Brock Lesnar beat Roman Reigns clean in the middle of the ring. And the last time they faced off, Seth Rollins pinned Roman Reigns for the WWE title. And the night after Raw, they just announced that, oh, the reason we did that is because they're having a steel cage match at the Greatest Royal Rumble. Oh, but there's Samoa Joe. Oh, but Samoa Joe's mad at Roman Reigns, but then he just says, I'm going to be waiting at Backlash. So the only reason you did this was to hold it off for the greatest Royal Rumble? It seems that way. Um, okay. I get it. It's a big match, but it, it just failed spectacularly.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's difficult. I get it from a business point of view. Um, that probably will make them more money because that 10-year deal they've got with Saudi Arabia or whatever it is, is is considered a big deal. However, it's going to be seen by less people. Uh, You're right, it kind of throws away a year's build. It makes it even more convoluted and confusing. Uh, It takes away something from both Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. So I don't know. I don't know what to make of any of this. I love Samoa Joe coming back on Raw. That was awesome. Got an yeah. amazing promo. Yeah, you'd have to imagine that originally the plan was going to be Roman Reigns versus Samoa Joe at Backlash for the, the Universal title. I still think that will be the case. Um, yeah. But, yeah, the way we've got there is, look, it makes it more interesting as a smart fan because it allows us to jump into something. But, yeah, as maybe more of a storyline WWE fan, interesting, to say the least, and not potentially as productive as it could have been otherwise. Um, yeah so yeah I, I, I don't know the match was ruined by the fans for me I couldn't get into it obviously they grabbed him back when he did the finish you know Roman Reigns coming out on Raw and you know, starting this like, conspiracy theory angle kind of oh. makes it work a little yeah. bit but again it feels very much after the fact and I think that's the problem we had a plan and we veered away from the plan so now we're like, well, how do we make this work yeah okay he's untrustworthy and he's down but uh, I don't know I don't know it's, it, I'm, intri- I'm intrigued
0: I'm intrigued by it so I think that's good but I need to see where we are in a month or so. This kind of feels like when Roman came out and he looks very despondent, very beat up, which makes sense, he should, and then Samoa Joe comes out and says, you, you failed, you're a failure, you're also a liar. You're going to lose at the Greatest Royal Rumble. It felt, and not to bring this back up, but it felt a lot like when Roman was suspended for a month and then Dean Ambrose pinned him at Battleground and then they had the Universal title, and Mick Foley and Stephanie McMahon are in the ring. Everybody's on the apron. It's when Finn Balor got announced. And the first five minutes of that was them saying, well, if Roman had just frickin' not lost, well, if Roman wasn't such a loser, well, if Roman could do this, Roman could do that, oh, by the way, you're in one of the qualifying matches. It felt like that where it was like, okay, you seem like you're mad at him, but then the guy who just lost clean is also going to get a rematch, but then here's another guy... Who said you're a failure? You're a lie. You're going to lose. But that guy's not in the match. It just felt very weird and pasted together, and kind of a weird way to set that up. I agree.
1: I agree. about I mean, this is what happens when Brock Lesnar resigns contracts at the last minute, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. apparently it's a uh, it's a short um a short a short term contract. Or what that means is that six yeah. months. Is that a year? It's got written right. into it. They can have one UFC match. So that means that to me says it's got to be a year. Because right. you know Brock can't compete for six months. So he got back. In, he's got to get back into the Usada testing pool first, and that's a six month wait after his suspension. So I imagine it's a year contract. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Like I say, I think with the fallout from it, it's become a very interesting main event. But from it's uh, more
0: interesting than it was.
1: Yeah, but from a, a sort of performance point of view, not a performance point of view, because I thought they put the the time in. Yeah, Yeah, it just fell flat, didn't it? It just fell flat. I mean, it just—that's that's that's the truth of it. And apparently, of course, Brock Lesnar threw a tantrum backstage afterwards. He threw the belt at the wall and stuff. And again, who knows if that's true or not? I don't know.
0: I mean, I don't know who. uh, If you're, it's weird to me that he would do that. And then, like, he's also the guy who is in this for the money. I'm here to get out, which I respect. I'm actually cool with. But then you hear these stories where like. He's legitimately pissed off that like you just sent me out there in a in a damn death trap. Don't do that. Don't do that shit. That's kind of that's kind of cool that Brock was like, hey, knock it off. Well, he's the only
1: person that can, right? I think that's how he gets away. Who else I, could do it? John Cena could do it. I it, think that's him it. and
0: John Cena, maybe Randy Orton.
1: Yeah, maybe I mean, Undertaker, obviously, but he doesn't really count anymore. Yeah, well, I mean, Brock Lesnar is living... This is why I can't hate him. Everyone tries to get that... He's fucking living the dream.
0: I'll take his gig. I'll take his gig tomorrow. He got to throw the universal title against the wall, yelled at Vince, and nothing's happening. Nothing. Nothing. Imagine Finn Balor did that.
1: See you, Finn Balor. Oh, he got so fast. (laughs) You are out of here. Oh. Oh, dear. Um... Other things on RAW that I just touch upon quickly as well. No way, Jose debuted. That's fine. It looks like he's going to be an opening mid card act in the same vein as Adam Rose. Doesn't yeah. really surprise me. Paige retired, yeah. which was sad. Um, yeah. uh, Bobby Lashley came back in an awesome section Woo! with Elias. You should definitely go and watch that. And the authors of and the authors of pain got called yeah. up too. I just thought I throw all that out there. I mean, sort of yeah. obviously excited about Bobby Lashley. I take it.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. I was um, right before, well, a few years before, I got I clocked out. Um, you, you said a lot that one of the things that struck you about Triple H is that he looked very different than everybody else. Um, he had he's he's very well put together. He is he's very muscular. He looks like a vicious guy who could beat the crap out of you. Bobby Lashley was that for me. Um, he was. He was silent a lot of the time because he couldn't talk at the time. But he was <laughs> – hes he probably for the best. He was the biggest guy. He was also like, scare the crap out of you fast. And I remember him being in the steel cage and then he jumps at the cage and knocks it over onto Umaga or whoever it was. And I have memories of Bobby Lashley in that capacity – so when he comes out and i get to see him and now the crowd is reacting big time to him and saying welcome back it was like it was really cool that like he he was kind of just a big guy that they brought in at first and then he went away he got really good and oh now he's back and he's the only guy i can think of that could wear like a sweatband and nobody's like "Eh, that's kind of lame
1: I love the fact he wore the sweatband. band. Yeah. like, are you going to take the piss out
0: of him? Look at him.
1: Look <laughs> at him. I'm not telling him. You can tell him. And I thought, yeah. I, I thought everything. I thought the pop was good, as you'd expect. Uh, he looked awesome. The, the, the suplex on Elias was all... I am a bit worried. I didn't care before. I, I, actually, that's not sure I did. I did a video on it. But Elias is becoming a bit of a jobber. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, he's becoming a jobber, but he's becoming a jobber, like, without even a match.
1: That's the thing. He just gets, be just, <laughs> pl- 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 but then again, it's working, right? I like him now more than ever, so right, I don't, I don't know. I, he's, he's an interesting conundrum, but no, I, I thought the Bobby Lashley thing was great. Out of everything we just talked about, the only thing I didn't like is when Authors of Pain got rid of Paul Ellering. I thought it was, it was so nice and refreshing to AC Paul Ellering on Raw. I'm an old school wrestling fan, so, you know, yeah. I get excited about nostalgia, but also it was nice to see a manager with a tag team. I know Vince McMahon doesn't like managers, but can we not have one... We don't have one manager, and you know that's the story they told. I thought oh, that's a shame that we just got
0: here. It it was. I'm actually very excited because we get to disagree about something and not just be two dudes agreeing <laughs> about wrestling together. I when I watched Takeover last night or the night before rather, and I saw Paul Ellering come out with the Authors of Pain in the promo package. The Authors of Pain were talking, and they didn't do a lot of that in NXT. Paul Ellering talked for them. And the first thing I thought was, okay, so we're moving on without Paul Ellering then because there's no other reason for them to talk. Yeah. I, when they did it, the first thing I said was, yeah, fuck him. Because I agree with you, it's very cool to have managers, but I felt like Paul Ellering was not so much a manager or an advocate as much as he was a guy that like, brought them to the dance and i thought it was kind of cool that they were like nah man we're here we're good now if andrade Cien almost comes up and selena vega's not there you better fix that shit but i kind of felt like okay so this guy got them to the dance now they're here and now they're leaving him behind i kind of liked it
1: fair enough man I could buy into that. I think we will have to wait and see, right? I think yeah, for me yeah. it was more just, uh, oh, Paul Edering on Raw, that's nice. Yeah, right. It was cool. Uh, I, I think you, you hit the nail on the head there as well, though. I think you're right. I think we will see uh, Almus on, on SmackDown today or later oh, yeah. on. I think that's and I also think oh, I had another name. Who was my other name? Oh, I've forgotten now. Doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I think I think, that, I think that'd be good. I think he'll be really good on SmackDown. I'm quite excited yeah. to uh, quite excited to see it. I mean, that's it. That is all the wrestling that's taken place in the last sort of 48 hours. Um I still need to catch up on everything else that happened over the weekend. There's still an amazing Ring of Honor show for me to see, apparently. Yes. I've got, yeah, to, I, I've got to see that Kenny Omega versus have you seen the Kenny Omega versus Cody Rhodes wretch from the Ring of Honor. I
0: haven't seen it. I saw I saw kind of fallout from it, but I was like, ooh, that must have been really good.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I want to see Marty Skull versus um oh, I've forgotten his damn name now. The Ring Don't of Honor. Champion. There we go, thank you very much. I want Absolutely. to see that too. Apparently that's good. So yeah. there's loads of wrestling for me to catch up on, which I will do at some point. But I, I think and you let me know, I think mostly WrestleMania I mean NXT takeover was it was incredible. Now that I've seen that as well, <laughs> and we should probably just, yeah. did you, and we should probably just just quickly because I know we're, we're going on here, but just quickly, yes. If you haven't seen Gargano versus Chumper, go oh. and watch Gargano versus Chumper. It's yeah. probably the best WWE match maybe ever, or it's at least in the yeah. debate. And watch the opening uh, ladder match as well. I mean the whole card's amazing, but yeah. Oh,
0: the ladder match was the ladder match was
1: incredible i've watched it like six times honestly i think it's the best multi-man ladder match i've ever seen and i think Champa gargano is one of the best matches i've ever seen genuinely genuinely
0: and it's the second time in like a couple months that gargano's been involved in one of the best matches we've ever seen
1: i tell you man he's the next daniel bryan and people seem to think that's a bad thing no it's not
0: it's a very it's
1: a very very good thing yeah okay cool Was there anything else you want to touch on before we wrap up
0: Man, I I think that was it. I think we um, covered. It. I wanted we, to get that ladder match in there. That was the last
1: thing. Yeah, we smashed that. I mean, that, that is that is one. That is a, a people always ask me to go longer. There you go. That's like an hour. <laughs> that's like an hour and twenty minutes of power.
0: There uh, you have it
1: right there. So, dude, if anybody wants to come chat to you on uh, Instagram or Twitter or social media, do you have anything, or are you uh, are you a silent?
0: I am, I'm not on Instagram and Twitter. I am at Facebook. I am just. Uh, I'm Zachary Smith. I'm also on uh mr simon miller's patreon page i'll be involved in that so you can give me a shout on either of those at okay, that well, you're a nice guy
1: well once again i want to thank you very much for not only joining me but pledging uh, pledging in the first place uh, it's, it's mighty kind of you if you do want to come on simon's pro wrestling podcast you can it's just patreon.com forward slash simon miller 316 join the facebook group which has just blown up now so many cool conversations just search for the yeah. name of the podcast in there i'm on twitter at simon 316 it'll be up on youtube youtube.com forward slash the miller report rules uh, yeah, I think that's it. Leave us five stars if you're on iTunes. Uh, we will be back either tomorrow or um, Thursday with another episode. And, Zach, maybe we've got to get you back on. Maybe we'll smash some takeover stuff out at some point as well. But it was a great chat. Absolutely. I really enjoyed this. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. I really appreciate it, man. I look forward to talking to you again. Absolutely, dude. Well, look, thank you very much for listening to Simon's Pro Wrestling Podcast. Again, all the stuff that I just advertised and mentioned, hit me up on there, and I'll chat to you in a couple of days.